welcome into episode 179, 2D1C, uh, Robot Pandemic Laser Assassination, another fantastic title that sums it all up for us. Jason, how are you doing tonight? You're drinking some tasty, tasty beverages now that Lint has expired? That I am. That I am. I am uh, starting off strong with, uh, what is this? This is a uh, haze over um, from Flossmore Station. It's a New England IPA. It's got Ooh. some cool graphics. Can't tell if that's coming across or not. Uh, there, where's the where's the light? Uh, maybe, <laughs> like maybe. Tangerines or something? In the... Yeah, it's like cartoon uh, oranges and stuff. I like it. And some hops. Hops guys. They got sunglasses on. It's pretty good. It's not a... That's not the best. It's not the worst. It's a solid 2.75. Is it the hoppiness still? Like, is it that it overdoes it, or? Mm. It's got it. It's um, it's you know what it is? It's probably bitter more than anything else. Bitter and hoppy. Yeah. So. Okay, I can dig. And I'm drinking one. I can't remember if we've drank it on here or not. But I've been on a cream ale kick. And I found uh, that cream ales, uh, at least American cream ales, do not have any cream in them, uh, which is good to know. So it shouldn't shouldn't mess up my tummy. It's just um, the way that it tastes, right? And you can see it's a nice, it's got a nice color to it, right? Uh, but this is, is sharp. Love Gun from Heavy Rift down here in St. Louis. It is a mm. vanilla cream ale, and um, and it's it's pretty good. Um, it's, I think, 6, no, 4.6% alcohol, so not, not too strong. It's my second one of the, of the evening, and I'm not feeling too bad. And they've got a little thing on it, a creamy craft beer with notes of flavorful, bold vanilla, combining a dry but smooth, sweet finish. This craft beer is, is made ready for your next session, file under rock. Um, and they say, brew that goes to 11. So uh, ridiculous. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, anyway, it's pretty good. Um, My other backup uh, will be the uh, Just a Crush, which is a hazy pale ale limited release, also from Flossmore Station Brewing. So where's so that? Another... Flossmore Station. That sounds familiar. Uh, it is in Flossmore, Illinois. And it is a old train station. Uh, there, it's it's still next to the actual Amtrak uh, or Metra, but they don't use it anymore, so they turned it into a restaurant slash brewery. It is mighty tasty food, uh, pretty darn good beer. And we actually went there after we went rock climbing. Uh, the kids had uh, what is it called? Spring break. There we go. <clears throat> so we decided to actually do something for one of those days because we. Fun. Yeah, so we went and did that, and that's in Homewood, and then uh, we just basically hopped the town over and went there. I dig Good it, stuff. Dude. I dig it. Good we, stuff. We did a little thing for spring break, too. We uh, we rented a cabin with a hot tub over in Steelville, Missouri, and, um, mm. and just we went hiking a little bit. We walked the Merrimack River, fished in the Merrimack River a little bit, and... Uh, it was fun. It was a fun time. We got to bring the dog, smoked a cigar, got in the hot tub. Nah, not the dog, me, but it, it, it was it was fun. It was a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, good. Happy spring break. And of course, uh, you know, we're, we're releasing this long after. But but for us, Lent is over. It is Easter, 
and that's why I'm all dressed up. I wore wore my hat today for Easter, and so so did my son. We were matching. It was pretty awesome. Um, fun times at the Easter egg hunt. And Jason shared with me some really scary classic uh, Easter bunny pictures on Instagram, and <laughs> that's, about right. that's some evil looking shit right there. It's scary, dude. And that's that's gotta be where that shit comes from. It's like a Nordic thing, isn't it? It's like the, the demon bunny from the forest that comes and impregnates the, some bird or something to bring in the spring. Isn't that what what? I have no clue, clue, but that uh, makes sense when you're, you know, out in the forest naked eating mushrooms, so. That's what it is. That's where it comes from. So so it's like some, like, pre, like, hippie cult decided Ostara or something is where Easter comes from, the rejuvenation, uh, the spring coming back, and yeah, they had this story of, like, it's a, a... an Easter, it's an Ostara bunny. It's like this god of the forest brings back, uh, you know, the fertility of the spring by doing what? Um, Jizzing in some bird uh, that then lays an egg. And that egg brings back the fertility of the land. Ah. That's it. Sounds like that happens all the time. Christians came along, they're like, I don't know, let's throw chocolate in there, and fuck it. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Um, Jesus something something. Yeah. On the flip side, on the flip side, that does explain the consistency of what's inside a Cadbury egg, so. Sure does. Cream filled. And I'll have a little bit of cream to that. Yo. Folks, we've got a hell of an episode for you tonight. My dog is in my lap, so if you see a snout pop up in the screen, it's really there. It really is my stupid dog. Um, so, so Jason's curated a list of three ridiculous news items. Um, but the first one's actually incredibly, uh, I mean, I learned a lot. Um, it's from NPR, and it is, How Do Pandemics Begin? There's a new theory and a new strategy to thwart them. Um, I don't remember getting to the strategy. Uh, this is a pretty pretty long article, uh, but uh, it, I mean, I guess the strategy is to like watch out for them ahead of time, sort of thing. Well, I, I think so. So to sum this up, uh, it's 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 a pretty big long piece, like Dan mentioned. Uh, I would say the the overarching theme is that there's a lot more going on with viruses than we probably thought, yep. and the standard practice is to test for known quantities when you come in with certain diseases. So the, I guess the one thing that they found out is that like spillover, which was thought to be pretty rare is also still rare, but it probably happens more than we know because we don't actually know to look for it. So what their, their, their new strategy is to build assays, you know, test it, test multiple tests or tests that look for multiple things to get a better diagnostic read on it, right? So it's not just looking for, well, we know these cause this, so we'll test for these. Right. And if you don't have these, well, then we'll figure something else because more often than not, you'll have one of these other things, right? And that's that's the thing. So it talks about four common coronaviruses that cause the cold, you know, MERS, SARS, obviously COVID-19, um, probably RSV stuff is, I don't know, is that even a virus? I can't remember. But basically, if if you go in with something respiratory, they're going to test you for those standard things. And then if it isn't, then they're going to try and figure it out. Well, I think 
this in the, the big thing at the end of this article is they f <clears throat> they've built new diagnostic tests to look for novel coronaviruses that they don't normally test for so they're 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 making the they're making a way to pick up more and as they find more then they can you know make the test better um yeah i think that's pretty much I mean, that's the long and short of it i mean there's this great like overarching story about like a baby in some third world country who got some virus and went to the er and and they froze his samples because they couldn't figure out what it was. And, and, you know, five years later, guess what? It was a dog coronavirus that had spilled over. And so by spillover, what we mean is that it comes from an animal. And, and like Jason yeah. was saying, they previously thought that, like, a bunch of these, a bu this, this was really rare, that, you know, the, the virus had to be in the right place at the right time and mutate perfectly to infect both that animal and humans at the same time. And now they're saying, like, most new, new pathogens, up to 75%, are coming from spillover from animals, which shouldn't really be that fucking shocking. We're fucking really advanced animals. That's it, right? Like, there's nothing... Right. Why are we really shocked about that? We shouldn't be. And so, as Jason was pointing out, like, it, it turns out this is happening way more often than we possibly could ever have known, so we should be watching for this kind of shit. Um, so I thought that was great. Of course, the, the third world baby who had this horrible uh, dog COVID thing and was was in the ICU, I think, for weeks, did live, and is fine. So that's the big... Right. And that's... that's FDR, holy shit. Yeah, and, and that's, like, that's like the, the up and down of it, too, is, you know, it probably happens more often than not. It's still pretty rare. It even if it's not really... Most of the time. Yeah. Like, right. And, and, even, and if, even if it's not really rare, because the jump is fraught with so many things, it rarely goes... You know, it, it doesn't turn into a pandemic, right? That's the other thing they stress is that if it does happen at the scale that it does, it's usually not pandemic inducing because they're, they're you know, that's the thing is that the virus isn't adapted. No. It, it so, but the more that that happens, so ideally, <laughs> if we could start detecting these small spillover events, we could start maybe predicting pandemics down the road. Um, and prepare for something ahead of time. So if dog coronavirus does become the next big thing, we're already ready for it because we've we've seen these small cases of it. It's starting to adapt, right? Um, it's I think, yeah, I, I think maybe the other takeaway is that we should probably focus on being more hygienic in yeah. ways that we don't didn't previously think about it. Like you know, like the author mentioned something like, "Oh, I, I hug my dog at night. Am I exposing myself?" And I'm, and it's like. Well, I mean, I guess the potential is there, right? But, you know, it's it's a difference between I have a domesticated pet that I take to the vet and they get, you know, their shots and they're only exposed to other dogs there and they don't really are ex aren't exposed to any other animals because it's an inside dog except for me. So unless right. I'm giving them a cold that's mutating in them, you know what I mean? Like your 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 chance of causing the next pandemic because you own a dog and you like to snuggle with it is probably pretty low i mean i guess it could be it could happen but it's it's the it's places that are wilder yeah. right that's that's the thing you know they barely have running water they don't have basic hygiene and they're exposed to you know livestock and things like that i mean that's you know we, we seem to always forget things like mad cow disease the last time we had an outbreak of it happened in england of all, I mean, it was in England. It wasn't in, you know, Bangladesh. Right. So no, I, I, that, 
you're right there. And again, I mean, what, one of the interesting things that I got from this article is that, you know, they had a couple cases of, I don't know if it was pig, pig cold or something, in humans in America. Mm. But all the people they tested had recently visited, like, Haiti. Like, yeah. in, in all the places where it's, they, are, they seem to be detecting these massive spillover events, or regular, I shouldn't say massive, I should say, they tested eight samples, three of them came back positive for dog COVID, right? So not massive, but the places where this is happening are these third world countries where they have wet markets. And the article sure. specifically mentioned that. And so, again, I think we should come back to, should we have wet markets? Or if we do, should they should they be heavily regulated? And I think the answer is yes. Um, if COVID jumped from a wet wet market, and if this this dog stuff and pig stuff's all coming from wet markets, guys, I think the problem might be, I could be wrong, but it might be wet markets, right? And what, what well, and, and that's hygiene, hygiene. <clears throat> right? There's not a lot of hygiene happening there, right? Right, and and that's it's the uh, like the yellow papers from the Chicago slaughterhouses, right? Like the, this is this is stuff that we've already gone through in our own past, and we're you know we're very more you know we're much more cautious about it, understand it, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a man, it's it's a hard hard road to hoe. Like, how do you prevent it? You know, you you gotta there's 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 definitely smarter ways to do things, and it, it's one of those. It's a hard thing, right? Because it's real easy to sit here, you know, right. especially where right. we're at, and be like, hey, you, "You guys, get your shit together." And we're yeah, like, you guys got to, you guys got to knock that, knock that shit that you've been doing for, you know, a couple millennia. You got to knock that off. That's you're just you're hurting it's everything. Not safe, it turns out. Yeah, and, and we're like, yeah, right. But you, you yeah, please, please, please stop the thing that feeds your children and keeps right. you alive. Like your livelihood <laughs> is like that to go away forever because there's a chance something bad might happen. And then it's a chance of something you can't fucking see, you know, and you're asking people who potentially aren't, aren't that well-educated to believe in this magical thing called science, right? I mean, it's, it's a big stretch. And like you said, these are impoverished countries. These aren't countries that are, are super wealthy. We're able to do the things that we do because of our wealth. And, and we should always remember, and, right? And just general knowledge, too. Like, you know, that's the thing. Is like it's there, There's still places on this planet where, you know, people believe that, you know, disease isn't real, and it's right. you know demons and things like that, and and oh, yeah. <laughs> that's and it's not like those places are you know hell holes on a island that no one can get to. I mean, it's they're what we would normally call civilized countries. So it's sure. like it, sure. with poor poor education, just like yeah. ours was. I don't know, two hundred years ago, um, which Correct. is basically not an education system. I mean. So it's you can't really you can't really judge, right? Um, but it's it's an interesting thing to note in here that the places where these things are coming from are shockingly, you know, like like you were saying, unhygienic, uh, largely uneducated places. Like this isn't coming from like the fish market in Seattle, you know. Like Correct. It's it's Bangladesh. It's Haiti. It's uh, um, these very kind of more more backwardsy sort of places, but not not from any fault of their own. Like you said, we've been doing this kind of stuff for generations. Why would we? Yeah, not? And, and that's that's I think the the article kind of 
touches on that that this has probably been happening more than we've oh, ever known is that right. that that these these little spillover events where like you know a family gets infected from their dog or you know their livestock or like this stuff's been happening for fucking ever which kind of plays into what i've always kind of said is that you know it's not going anywhere <clears throat> it's it's not developing you're not going anywhere like if you think about it too like imagine it happening here a long time let's say 150 some years ago yeah. on a farm out on the plains of you know arkansas right. nobody's getting that those people are like 20 miles away from any town and yeah. back then that's like a day's worth of travel like one family gets so, infected and, and yeah so so most of them die and yeah mom ma pa Brother, sister, and little sister all get sick. Unfortunately, little sister doesn't make it. Everybody else gets better. And, you know, it's another tragic event, and we keep farming because, you know, we're waiting for the inevitable uh, slaughter from the indigenous people that we chased out <laughs> to steal their land. <laughs> right. Well, and, and hey, even in this case, um, you know, that this was a baby. And you think about this as kind of an RSV sort of comparison here was taken to the ICU, was put on oxygen, totally made it, and now is a healthy five-year-old. Like, and it's fine. And I was talking to my wife about this article, and she's like, well, but if it's a third-world country, and I'm like, plenty of third-world countries have great medical infrastructure, right? Arguably, some of them have better infrastructure than we do um, when it comes to, to medicine, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and again, that's an interesting crossover between the, the first and the third world, right? Um, like there are people who go on vacation to have surgeries in fucking Thailand because they're they're hospital. Can't get it here. Fucking great. Yeah. Well, well look at here and it's cheaper. Well, and um, look at look at South Africa where they. I mean, they did the what the first what was it the face transplant and all that shit. I mean, they've they've done some cutting. I mean, that's a that's an insane place on earth where everything is on like fast forward but like they you know they do a lot of cutting edge medicine like that i mean all of it all the time prosthesis everything it's it's yeah they've done a lot of great studies on diet there too and again maybe it's because there's less regulations maybe it's because there's some great doctors down there people taking risks who knows it's pretty pretty fucking wild that whole that whole country has been pretty fucking wild west for the last 50 years so Anyway, so I, I love this article. My favorite part of this article was um, uh, early on they, they say something like, you know, uh, most of the time whenever you go into the doctor and you got some illness and they run all the tests and like Jason said, they look for just the things that they already know. And it's like, yeah, 60% of the time those tests come back and they go, well, we don't know what the fuck you got. Here's some amoxicillin. Good luck. Um, yeah. But I, I just want to focus on that for all of y'all. 60% of the time, so nearly two-thirds of the time, when you go into the doctor because you're sick, they have no fucking clue what you got. Two-thirds of the time, they're like, I don't fucking know. Here, have some penicillin. And it'll probably make, it'll that. probably get it, yeah. Probably a virus, it'll work its way through. So two-thirds of the time, when you're going to the fucking doctor, the, the shaman that you're going to talk to has no idea what the fuck's going on. And, and that's just a given. That's just statistical analysis. And again, but th this is our medical professionals, the cream of the crop, best of the best, 60 plus percent of the time, no clue. No clue. Right? It just really Well, in, in the case of, in the case of like respiratory stuff, like that's yeah. and that's the thing. It's it's in that type of 
illness infection thing. You know, it's it's too many. I also this too many things can cause it, right? It's not a broken arm. It's not a you know a no, fracture. Yeah, it's, it's not a not a, and, and that's arm is broken. That's not. <laughs> We know what's and going and on. that's and that's the that's I think that's a that's a very different thing too, right? Like there's there's different schools in medicine too. You got people that are you know, you know, uh, diagnosticians. You got people that are you know, test freaks. You got I mean, and that's but you, you a good a good point is like medical me, the medical advances we have are phenomenally great when you're either doing something with the meat or you're sticking to preventative. You know measures and preventative, you know uh, schemes and things like that, and then you get into the the wide world of, well, something, some sort of infection that we don't know, we can't te- we tested you and it doesn't have it. That's right. the that's the wild blue yonder of all kinds of craziness. We have no idea what this possibly is, right? Yep. But again, that that just hits it home for me is that it's like there's so much more that we don't know than what we do know. And so when people think that we've got it all figured out, I'm like, no, we don't. Um, and we're kind of just blindly stumbling through this fucking existence with this illusion of safety uh, that everything's going to be fine because we've got medical science on our side. And I'm like, medical science is you know, stabbing in the dark. So <laughs> I, I, I totally feel that we need to have like a Joe Rogan meter for this podcast because I think we just hit, we just peaked right there. <laughs> With that statement, I, I, I swear to God, this. <laughs> but and I go to the doctor and I get my blood drawn, and my wife's a nurse practitioner, like, and, and your wife's a nurse, and we totally believe in medical science. It's, it's, you're, the you're, point is, it's not. It's we. It's not all known. You know, we don't know everything. And basically, so we, Dan. Basically, Dan is saying, take some alpha brain and do some kettlebell workouts, and maybe a cold. A cold freezing freezing bath and some sauna and you'll be fine. Don't don't go to the doctor. They're wrong sixty percent of the time. You know, Jason, that's all I ever do with it. I get those bath salts and uh, you know, and then you smell that aroma. Fix you up. We're, we're, we're not we're not talking about Florida. Vicks would biting people's faces off. I never felt better. Um, you know, it's like Vicks when when you were a little kid and your mom put the Vicks all over you, fixes everything and you're done. Right? No, look, well, trust medical science, okay? My point is, is that we there's still a lot of things we don't know, um, and so, you know, you, you can't assume that everything's always under control and that we know everything because we know very little in the grand scheme of things. And I think it's it's going to be that way for a long time. Uh, but this is a good step in the right direction where we're finally starting to test for these events instead of being like, we think these are so rare that they're not even fucking happening. And now we're like, well, they might not be that rare. After all, whoopsies. <laughs> well, I see. I, I mean, I I think they still are, but we need to figure out a way to catch it. That that's that's what I got from the article is that rare or not, we need to figure out better better diagnostics because we instead of just going with what you basically what you're saying is like, well, this is what we do and that's all we do. Right. That's got to change. There, there's you, we can we can we can do better than that. Right. I mean, come on now. <laughs> No, and, and I like that. I mean, it, the, the article does come out right out and say that it's much more common than we thought it was, because we thought it was like a needle in a haystack sort of thing. Oh, yeah, like super, super rare. And never. Now they're it, like, it's, well, it's more like there's a rate I think they out of the haystack is the analogy they, they used, and I thought that, that made what did, what did they What did they say, 3%? 
was some some test result, and the guy was like, "Oh, it has to be wrong. And things were contaminated. There's no fucking way." Right. And three percent's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, "Whoa, that's that's quite a bit higher, right?" Yeah. Um, but that's cool that people are looking for that. That's that's very very nice to know that, despite a mountain of, uh, I don't know, sort of known science, so people are still like, well, we can do better. We'll we'll po- we got to poke some more. We got to we we just can't accept that this is the best we can do. So it's good for those folks. Oh yeah, they're they're doing a deep dive there, and it's it's wonderful. And again, the, the article points out nicely that like this doesn't mean you can't hug hug your dog or any of this kind of shit. Most of these things are pretty harmless, unless that that spillover happens and that spillover virus is adapted so well to infecting humans as well as the original host that now it can spread really rapidly, and that's where you get kind of the COVID situation, right? Yep. Uh, but but even then, if if you take the last three. That, that have adapted like that, they have spilled over, two of them weren't that successful, right? With, with your MERS and, and SARS, they killed their host so fast that it, it wasn't able to really spread very rapidly and it never yes. got out of the original country, right? Um, so COVID's kind of the only one that took off. Um, so again, again, do we need to be concerned about it? I think so, but... I think it, you need to be aware. I think you need to be, yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, could, could it happen? Yeah, we've seen it happen. Right. Um, But I think you're also right to say the superbug that's resistant to, you know, uh, penicillin and and antibiotics is probably the bigger should be probably the bigger thing on the radar than, you know, what we got here. Anyway, uh, anything else to say about this beautiful article? No, but I did mention Florida and that's where we're going next. Oh, boy, we're headed to Florida. U.S. arrests Florida over the assassination of the Haitian president. If I remember right, this was a, a banana guy, wasn't he? Like, uh, all, like, all I'm going to say is I don't understand how this didn't get more attention. Why we didn't and, have and, more and the only reason, And the only reason why, and I hate to go all conspiratorial, because it gets yeah, mentioned in this article, is that one of the guys claimed that this was a CIA plot. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which it could be. Uh, because it wouldn't be the first time we overthrew um, a president or a dictator in um, in the Caribbean. Uh, yes, especially, especially in a country <clears throat> to the south of us. Uh, but it, but it is, it is really funny that this literally happened and nobody blinked. And then one of the when one of the guys is like, "Well, it's the CIA plot," and it's like, "Oh yeah, whatever, dude." And it's like, "But is it whatever?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, we we told them that to try to get the guards to step down." And you're like, yeah, but uh, all right. So what what do we what do we have here? We have people embezzling money. Um, I, I so this is some this is insane. They somehow spent a quarter million dollars on armored vests, which seems excessive. But what was amazing is they snuck these fucking things through by putting them in X-ray vests. So basically, they they hid them inside of a medical X-ray vest, which is basically like a lead, you know, thing, right? Because you got to protect yourself from X-rays. This is that's pretty fucking brilliant, right? That that seems it seems to me that that it seems to me like that would be something you would do in a clandestine secretive operation (laughs) to insert. Illegal materials into a place to then be picked up by your operators. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
I'm not, I'm not saying CIA, but I'm saying CIA. Right. No, that's great. I love that they, they had one person in line to take over the throne. Oh, and God, they yes. And decided, like, actually, he doesn't really have the clout for it. Let's go with this other guy. And you're like, what? So, like, mid-plot, you're going, no, do this other guy over here. And then the assassination attempt does happen, but the coup does not work out. <clears throat> and and then it was a clusterfuck. It's, I think it's still kind of a clusterfuck. But like you said, nobody's, yeah. nobody's covering it, right? We just pulled everybody out of Haiti and we're like, well, don't go there for a little while till they figure this shit out. I mean, Haiti's Haiti's pretty cursed, right? Like they keep having earthquakes. The whole country is in shambles now. There's now there's zero government. Yeah, um, by like gangs right now and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a hellscape. Like you you look at the pictures in Port-au-Prince and the I mean, it's destroyed. It's it's like. It is destroyed. That country is so fucked, and it's been fucked forever too. And now it's just like it's it's like if there was ever a place on the planet where the God Almighty would want to spite, it's apparently Haiti because they just get no they get no fucking quarter from the universe, man. Yeah. Just earthquake after earthquake after tragic thing. Like then their president gets assassinated. I'm pretty sure there's been at least a coup attempt every five years. It's just That's like so fuck, man. Yeah. I, what the fuck is going on? What I? It's not even the entire island, right? Because Haiti's no, only half the island. Hispaniola, uh, the Dominican Republic on the other half. Uh, I mean, what, again, what? The, the history goes so, back way far. Like Papa Doc was a horrible dictator there, and and oh, Pernico dude, and oh my god, Papa Doc was insane. Yeah. So again, like there's a whole horrible history down there. Anyway, it sucks. It sounds like the guy who had been uh, the president there had been fairly democratically elected. But we actually covered that if you go episodes back, Jesus, maybe 50 episodes back, folks. Um, we, we covered him because there was some weird suspicion about him as well because he was like, came from nothing, was this great uh, supermarket runner. And, and then like the more you dug into it, the more you're like, ooh, it sounds like he might have been smuggling drugs in or out of the country, using some uh, some ships that were hauling his, you know, produce. Like anyway, so if even his story was real shady, um, but it's it's a shame. It's a shame, and I'm sure our government had nothing to do with it. Nothing. Absolutely. At all. No Absolutely way. nothing. Never. When another country's sovereignty. And overthrow a, a a dictator or president or definitely not, no, couldn't. Happen. And they were all hiding in Florida. All of them. <laughs> and four. But anyways, they're <laughs> going away forever, probably to Guantanamo. Um, but yeah, good times in Florida. <laughs> the yes. case spot for the summer, folks. Uh, go check it out. Don't Oof. go to Haiti though. Over to Haiti, not right now. Um, <laughs> uh, sigh, it's rough times. But but you end us on a really light note, Jason, because um, lasers and robots are basically what what are they curing uh, epilepsy? So lasers, robots, and tiny electrodes are transforming treatment of severe epilepsy. This was a nice one for you for you to finish us off on. Yeah, so technology is is uh, it's it's not the worst thing. I mean, obviously the AI apocalypse will probably happen, but um, so this dude, this, this is a story about a dude. Bring it. <clears throat> yeah, 
Yeah, so this is this is a story about a dude who had epilepsy and it got so bad that he lost his job and his wife. Um, so it was a win-win, you said? Yeah, I mean, it was a win-win. And he, and he's single. Yep. So in, in, in 09, they were like, yeah, we can't help you. And then a mere 10 years later, they have new treatments. So they found a new way to basically take a snapshot of your brain and they had him wired up a bunch of electrodes into his brain through holes in a hospital. He finally had a seizure, and then they figured out they were able to map the exact part of his brain. So then they took a laser, zapped that shit dead, and now basically as long as he takes his pills, he's 100% fine. So they they, you know, they were able to not cure but uh control it and regulate it. And and like epilepsy is a crazy thing. Um guy one of my bosses his daughter had it and like i think i've talked about it before like they they went through a bunch of different medication until they found the right dose and the right type and she has a normal life uh because epilepsy is crazy i mean it's it's the brain so complex and it's so crossed over and everything's so mixed up that you can't it's not a broken leg um but this is this is kind of neat like they're they're you know this this article talks about how we're we're able to you know, do more with our diagnosing of the brain. You know, they they talk about different ways to put electrodes in, and now there's like a little, uh, like a patchwork of sensors that they can stick in there. You know, the as thick as a human hair, it, you know, gets a better picture. Um, and then there's, it sounds like it's almost like a defibrillator where it can input and stop seizures that way right like counteracting because the brain the brain is just a big electrical switch more or less it's pretty cool right because it's almost like a pacemaker for your brain right where it right it like turns off this part and so they talked about how using modern technology similar to how we do kind of led screens today to increase resolution for like you're watching a tv show or watching something on your phone they've gone from sensors that have these tiny little sensors on them and they have like nine on them to now having like a thousand and you're like, mm -hmm. holy hell. And so they're like, we can actually really map the entire brain here, like Jason was saying, and see see where the activity's happening, and then use lasers to neutralize just that one little spot. Um, you're still functioning totally fine, but now the, the majority of your seizures that were caused by this area of the brain, this that area is gone. We we vaporized it. Like it's kinda awesome. And again, technology, finding a way um, but still, I, as you kind of pointed out, so many things about the brain that we still don't completely comprehend. Um, I don't know, that's always fascinating to me. Like, that, that we're able to exist with these massive, massive brains, and we don't know what half this shit fucking does. Like, Well, I mean, how, how could you, right? So, like, you, you think about, um, you know, consciousness is, is a, uh, it's, um, it's a byproduct, right? Uh, you don't really need it. Um, you know, it's it's always fun to, you know, just sit there for a minute and think that, well, you didn't actually have to think about breathing or blinking your eyes, right? But then at any given time, you can control your breathing and your eye function. But for the most part, you never think about it. So essentially what we think of as like our conscious, you know, our us, the, the person that you are, is just a, it's, it's sort of a, a ghost in the machine just floating along, right? And along for the ride, but yet you can still control, you know, the meat sack. It's really wild when you think about how consciousness works, um, which begs the question of if 
we know sort of the parts of the brain that do all the basic motor functions. And then we still can't figure out how consciousness works. I mean, it's, it's almost like it's built to where you can't figure it out, which is wild and, and bananas to think about. Or, or we is, is the, if, I mean, I guess that, that's the conundrum. We is, is the people trying to study ourselves, couldn't possibly comprehend all of our parts. How it would work. Right, right, because we're part of it. Can, yeah. can we remove ourselves from that equation enough that we can possibly understand how all the things that make us do what we do work? And it may be, I don't know, but it certainly is a very advanced question. Um, and... Maybe we shouldn't be shocked that we can't quite grasp all of it. Um, after all, I mean, uh, I mean, my son, whenever he was born, we were told that he would be blind. Uh, but then we were also told that the parts of his brain that were damaged, who knows, you know, and uh, things rewire themselves, and there are all these other parts of the brain, and you never know what's going to happen. And, and he's not blind. And we don't know if that part repaired itself, or if it just rewired to a different part, and and there you are, right? Because um, the brain is this weird, magical sci-fi thing that we don't completely understand just yet. Uh, but maybe there are alien species out there that totally get it all. Not us. That would be that would be the neatest thing is finally finding somebody that could explain it all. Right. And they'd lay down and be like, "Well, this part here," and we're like, "Okay, hang on. Can we take notes? Can we? We need to know this." So. One of the interesting things about this article, and I, I made the joke about the AI stuff, is that so you, there's a part that's talking about uh, this new uh, mesh sensor, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this this is the fun part. So it's constantly recording in the background, and then it's able to essentially defibrillate the brain when it senses the onset of a seizure. So this is this is the this is the cyberpunk future. This this is what we're talking about. So. This is electrical component to brain interface. This is the part where you'll be able to be controlled or you'll be able to have, you know, your vision access. This this is this is the real sci-fi part of the part of the thing is that we're at the cusp of starting to be able to do that. So where we used to always say, like, oh, mind control was, you know, guys staring at goats or, you know, hypnosis <laughs> or things like this. This is the very tip of, so we, we're, we're going to write. We can read. We've been able to read the brain. Mm -hmm. But the writing part is very, very close to happening. So yeah. we may not be able to do, like, the Matrix where you know Kung Fu, but we will be able to figure out how to control parts of the brain or maybe all the brain so you know you won't need to wear goggles to look at vr right. you can just, you just have your you brain. can have your vision overwritten yeah. um yeah. and like that's some creepy <clears throat> yeah and that's yeah and that's and then like that's the thing is like you can't always just be creepy negative about it it's like you can have you know vision again you could have instant access. I mean, there's like there's all kinds of crazy good stuff that can happen from it. But I feel like this is the this is the first like tickle of it, right? Like yeah. we're finally we're we're finally we're not going at the brain with a hammer. We're going at it with a smaller hammer, right? So we're getting there. We're getting close, and that's that's the ultimate goal, right? Is it's to stop just making read, but to do write access. And this is getting close 
Um, yeah, real fraught. Shut down a, a a malfunction of the brain, and that's that's something, right? Because yep. it's, it's us being able to interact with it and prevent something from happening. It's great. And again, maybe maybe the next step is some sort of projection onto our vision without having to mess with your eyes at all. It's just your brain, or it's or it's augmenting your knowledge or your memory or any of anything. Um, <clears throat> so cool, very cool to see this happen, and I hope it hope it keeps developing. That's all it is: electrical signals in your brain, man. To to go back yep. to the Matrix thing, right, dude? I dig. Very cool. And again, I I know some buddies who who've struggled with epilepsy. It's you know, can you imagine one day finding out like, hey, you can't drive a car anymore, or this guy says, hey, I couldn't take a bath, you know, and then how, I mean, how much that would fuck up your life, right? And oh, for sure. A lot of people, epilepsy comes on in, in their twenties and thirties. Like it's it's a, it's not something that necessarily. I mean, you're I guess you're born with it, but you don't know. You don't have big grand mal seizures until later in life, and then now your life is fucked. Um, you know, I knew a guy who was a, a dare police officer who's now like, well, you can't do that anymore because you can't drive around in a car by yourself. Like, so so what do you do, right? Um, so being able to give these people their lives back is kind of a big deal. Um, I did. Oh, it. for sure. I did. Anyway, so with that, any anything else about these these three articles we we need to know more about or? Uh, no, I do think it's funny that our episode started with you having a turn of phrase that sounds like a fucking Red Dawn broadcast thing. I, I wish I, I, I was going to say something, but I forgot what you said, but it was like the chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. <laughs> like a, It's like a fucking number station broadcast, and then we touch on a possible CIA assassination plot. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Yep, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, folks. There's no reason the CIA would assassinate the president of Haiti, but <laughs> but if you do play this episode backwards, you'll get all the secret messages that we're trying to send out. That's that's very sure. So make sure you go buy uh, Charles Manson's record, and and we'll all uh, in, enjoy. <laughs> Jason, the truth out there, man. Um, and if you believe in medical science, we're not. Rogan, unless that gives us more likes and subs. Rogan all the way. Um, folks, get your get your kettlebells warmed up and your alpha brain going. I'm microdosing right now, um, and I rub but, athletic greens on my gums every night. <laughs> oh, shit. With that, folks, we hope you all had a, had a great Easter, great end to your lunch, and I guess we'll catch in in the next week as long as the apocalypse doesn't come. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>